that you, having been set free from sin, have become slaves to righteousness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So my wife Karen and I just returned from a weeks-long vacation in Colorado and Wyoming. We did some hiking around Estes Park and the Rocky Mountain National Park. Now, many of you know this, but I'm actually a Rocky Mountain boy. I was raised in Laramie and Cheyenne, Wyoming. My family, for the most part, have all migrated to Denver, to the big city. My brother has lived in Florida for a while, but he's lived in Denver some, and so they're sort of in and out of the Rockies. So we headed back home and stopped in to visit my mother and my sister and my brother. Uh, but as we were planning this vacation, I realized I have not been back to visit Cheyenne since 1990. Do the math. 33 years I have not been back to the hometown where I was raised. That's the number of years that Jesus was alive. Are you a mystic? <laughs> now, some of you know this, and some of you newer folks, and there's a whole gaggle of new folks at St. Paul's, which is great to celebrate. But when I first started working at Cassidy School, our Episcopal school here in Oklahoma City, I decided that I would, on a whim, call up the Episcopal school in Cheyenne, uh, St. Hilda's, and I would introduce myself to their chaplain. And her name is Mother Emily Scrutchins. But the students at that school call her Mama Scrutch. Mama Scrutch. So she and I have been friends these past 11 years. We occasionally speak on the phone. We text a lot. We email. But one of the things that we did early on is we exchanged school student newspapers. At Cassidy, it's the Crier. And at St. Hilda's, their paper is called the Forward Tauncher. And their school's Latin motto runs across their banner like it does ours. Their motto is studium et humanitas, be passionate and be kind. And so this past Sunday, on Sunday, in Cheyenne, I called up Mama Scratch ahead of time and agreed to meet up. And so you could find us this past Sunday Myself and Mama Scrutch in the front seat of the Subaru, and my wife Karen in the back seat, as I dragged these poor women all over Cheyenne, regaling them with my childhood memories. <laughs> One of the first things we did is we drove past my old house on paintbrush. I was tempted, you know what I'm getting ready to say, but didn't do it. Go up and knock on the door. Can I come in and see your messy house? I mean, it's, what, it's a terrible thing to do, but I didn't do it. And then we drove two blocks down the street to the little, little American Baptist Church that my family attended, where from the age of seven, where I really got started with Jesus and was baptized. We did actually there stop the car. There were cars parked in there, and so we decided to go in, inside. It's no longer a Baptist church. And wouldn't you know it, the church has shrunk in size physically. Like tremendously. I felt like a, a, I was in a hobbit house or something. But the pastor was there and I told him what I wanted to do. He said, yeah, look around. And all those feelings 
All those feelings being stirred around. That small neighborhood church, two blocks walking distance from our house, it was a safe haven for me as a child as my parents began to, the intensity of their conflict began to ramp up and lead to their divorce. It was also the place where all of us as neighborhood kids played tackle football. The same place where I broke my arm playing tackle football as a kid. So many of those places that we visited that day, this past Sunday, had that strange cocktail, that elixir of childhood memories, of the joys, but also the childhood traumas that I experienced in that place. The ways that we were hurt by people who loved us and the ways we hurt the people that we loved. Mama Scrutch, uh, in all of this conversation over lunch and driving around town, she told us about a, uh, what she called her t-shirt controversy this year at the school. T-shirt controversy. See, every year, Mama Scrutch makes up a chapel t-shirt that the kids can purchase. It usually has some form of like one of the stained glass windows or, or a, a art piece of artwork of the chapel. And then on the other side, the chapel's theme that they've decided for the year which this past year the theme was, God loves everyone, no exceptions. God loves everyone, no exceptions. So what was the controversy? Well, a group of students, about 15, led by rising senior Rowdy Spleeth, that's his name, Rowdy Spleeth, he's president of the Inklings Club. This is a religion and philosophy club that Mama Scrutch actually helped start years ago. Uh, Rowdy and some of the kids in that group to all took Sharpies and they added the phrase judges and before the word loves. There's one of those little arrows, you know, they put in so it looks like it fits right in there, you know, kind of an edit. They didn't cross out love. They just wanted to add judgment, judgment to it. So their updated shirts read, God judges and loves everyone, no exceptions. Now she was worried. She was worried that this was going to be some sort of a culture wars protest against the chapel. And so she asked Rowdy and a few of those in the Inklings Club to stay after chapel one day so they could discuss it. And she told us that they insisted they had no qualms with the idea that God loves everyone, only that they wanted to generate a discussion about what is the actual nature and quality of love. They wanted to add some theological nuance to the shirt. Now, Rowdy is a smart kid. Uh, he's not just in the Inklings Club, he's also the president of the debate team. And he chose that word nuance very carefully. He did it with intention because Mama Scrutch often tells them in the chapel talks that good spiritual thinking, good spiritual thinking requires an ability to see around philosophical corners. And that nothing is ever as simple as we actually would like it to be. Roddy said to her, surely God's love is the same thing as God's judgment. St. Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome, 
You heard it a few minutes ago. What then should we go on sinning because we're not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, that you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? Rowdy made the case to her, she told us. He said that to truly experience God's love, we need to be willing to see God's judgment as having the same quality and coming from the same place. To be judged by God is to be loved by God. But this is actually where Rowdy convinced her. He said to her, you can't trust my judgment. And I, even though you're a great chaplain, Mother, Mother, Mother Scrutchens, I can't trust your judgment, not fully, but God's judgment, we can trust completely. Completely. And then he went on to quote Jesus when he said something that to truly honor a prophet, you have to be willing to hear all of the prophet's message, the painful portions as well as the portions that heal. And so we asked her how she resolved it, and she said, well, I gave them a chance to present in chapel the reason why they made this edit to their chapel t-shirt, and they did a fine job. It was at one point along our drive around town, which is almost like a, like a labyrinth prayer, but in a Subaru, right? <laughs> Mama Scrutch and Karen, my wife, almost simultaneously said, Tim Sean, are you okay? The car had gotten quiet. We were driving past where the old Kmart used to be. Just right across from the junior high, where at about age 10, I got caught shoplifting. I was horrified at the time that I was going to go to jail, but the security guard at the store didn't press charges, and they just called my mother, had her come pick me up. Of course, Emily and my wife both said, what were you stealing when you got caught? And I thought about it, and I remembered it was dog chains and padlocks. And again, in unison, they almost said at the same time, what in the world for? And I remembered. At the time, there was this new TV service called Home Box Office. And there was a documentary on it running about Henry Houdini. And so all of the friends in the neighborhood had been trying to reenact his escapes. A stupid thing to do but a not so uncommon sort of activity for unsupervised feral Gen Xers <laughs> growing up. St. Paul continues to write in Romans, when you were captives of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. And so what advantage did you then get from the things of which you were now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you've been freed from sin and enslaved to God, the advantage you get is sanctification. The end is eternal life. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I know it may be asking a lot to consider what Rowdy is saying. 
that the idea of judgment has become so weighted down with toxicity. But what if the hope, what if the good news is that the grace of God actually comes from the same place where the judgment of God comes? Studium et humanitas. Be passionate, be kind. That's the motto of St. Hilda's Episcopal School in Cheyenne, Wyoming. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.